Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back to the Everyday Saturday podcast. It is a very early morning here in Cincinnati, Ohio, about 6.30 a.m. Fired up the old Crowley Roadster, went over to the coffee shop. I'm in the parking lot. I'm recording the number one motivational podcast on the planet, and I'm excited to be with you. Uh, hey, your boy turns 54 tomorrow, and um, yeah, I remember, I don't know why I was even thinking about that. I don't know, maybe I get nostalgic. Do you get nostalgic, like, you know, the day before your birthday? I'm not trying to make it about my birthday. But you know what I mean? It's like I look back and I was thinking about, and I don't even know why I thought about that, but I want to tell you a story. You know, I, th- I think everybody's got a story to share. Everybody's got a lesson to teach. So it was the day before my 30th birthday. So that would have been 24 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Holy cow, it's been 24 years since I was 30. Oh, my God. That's so old. But. I remember um, sitting out on my deck. It was the first house that my wife and I bought when we moved here to Cincinnati. And uh, it was, you know, the night before my 30th birthday. It would have been 1998. And I was sitting there thinking, man, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> oh, my God, I've had so many of these thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I was only 29, and I felt like I was having a midlife crisis. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, I got money. Yeah. Uh, I had just been married for four months at the most. We had just gotten back from our honeymoon. My wife and I took a Caribbean cruise. Uh, by the way, it's the only time I've ever been on a cruise ship. You know, your boy didn't exactly grow up as one of the Kennedys. So it's, you know, I didn't even exactly have a couple nickels to rub together until that point. Holy cow. If you've never been on a cruise, I'm sure you have, but I, I maybe you haven't. I don't know. It is an amazing experience. After about the fourth day though, I was, I was good. Like I'm good. Enough of the free hot dogs and burgers and the umbrella drinks, and you can't get off this boat. And I'm good with docking. You know, went to Puerto Rico and Haiti, and uh, Megan's Bay was amazing, by the way, in St. Thomas. But I'm good. I just want to get home. You know, I want some chicken wings, some pizza. I was fine. But anyway, um, it was 1998, and I was just looking back at my life thinking, man, I know I got the house. I got a couple bucks in my bank account now. Beautiful wife. Been married a few months. But I'm not happy. Certainly very happy, you know, with marriage and my faith in God and things like that. I just wasn't happy with where I was. I feel like I settled in life in a business financially, you know. Uh, I feel like I've I've just was just settled in a job. I'm like, where am I going with my life? And I remember thinking, I got to make a decision. I've got, and I think that's you know, right when I started, things started stirring up. You know, at age 30, this would have been 1998. I never made a move till 2004 even anywhere towards this dream, you know, well, no, that's not true. 2002, I started buying real estate. So that's not true. So, you know, again, these things that start stirring up in you, it takes sometimes weeks and months. And in my situation, it took years to even take any action on it because I didn't, I didn't really have any kind of a blueprint. I didn't have anybody to talk to. 
The internet wasn't around. I didn't have any videos to watch. I could have listened to cassette tapes, and I did. I listened to cassette tapes. Um, Carlton Sheets, I'm the guy that spent $300 on an infomercial to have all those cassette tapes sent to him. But then I ended up using that stuff, you know, and implementing it. But my, my, uh, my point today is I remember having these thoughts when I was 29 years old. And I never took action until I was really, I mean, really quit my job, went for it, started every day a Saturday at 37. I, that was eight years wasted. Think of what I could have done in those eight years had I just had the confidence. I didn't have the confidence. I had very low uh, self-esteem. You, uh, you would know it. I hit it well. I was very arrogant. I was very uh, outward, uh, verbose. Um, just to, you know, and look, I, I kind of paint my worst side. Whenever I give these podcasts, you guys must think, oh, what an ass this guy was. Well, I was, but I'll put it this way. I wasn't as nice then as I am now. Yeah, I wasn't a bad kid. I grew up the boy next door. You know, in Bradford, PA, I was I was literally the boy next door. I was leave it to Beaver. I never disrespected an adult boy. My mom would yank it him if she ever caught wind that I ever disrespected an adult. She would literally slap me in the back of the head. And I don't care how tall I got. My mom came up to my, about my you know my armpits when I got to be a senior in high school, and it and it bothered her a lot. But she'd still crack me in the back of the head, man. She smack. As I walk by now, and sometimes for not even any reason, I'm like, "Hey, what'd you hit me?" Eh, I don't know. You just, you know, hey, good morning. But you know, she if she ever caught me ever disrespecting an adult man, holy crap, I would, I wouldn't want to go home. And I don't care how big I was, I didn't want to disrespect my mom in that way. So I was a good guy in my 20s and my 30s. Chased a lot of women, chased a lot of alcohol, but I never, um, you know, I never intentionally went out. I was just this very low self-esteem guy. And I think that's why, you know, I always wanted to chase women and booze and I always wanted to, you know, pretend that I was somebody I wasn't. It's because I was always hiding that hurt and that guilt and that just low self-esteem and low belief. And I really masked it well. And when you see people who you think are an extrovert, when you see people that are wildly confident and almost arrogant, understand they're hiding a lot of hurt in there, you know, as somebody that always... Uh, was that person I can promise you that they're they're trying to mask something in there and I'm not a psychologist I'm only talking about my own experience and that really hurt me in my 20s because I really wanted to go for a lot a lot more than what I ended up settling for between the age of 22 and 37 and I remember on my 29th birthday back in 1998 man or my 30th birthday the night before that it really hit me and then and then the wildest thing happened my dad called me on my 30th birthday, my dad. Now, keep in mind, I hadn't talked to this guy. I mean, I don't even remember. I, I remember him being in my life kind of a little bit when I was maybe three or four years old. And then I get a phone call. And he said, hey, Sam, it's your father. I'm like, what? What? And like, okay. Uh, hey, dad. And I'd never even said that before. Hey, dad. Like, I, I, you know, I went through my entire, you know, 30 years without this guy in my life. And all of a sudden, I'm on a phone. And he was nervous. He was so nervous. His voice was cracking. I mean, God, what would he have been in 1998? He was probably 70 at the time. My mom had just died the year before, uh, July 7th of 1997. So, yeah, and I'm listening to this old man cracking, nervous. You know, hey, just wanted to check in. So I'm like, well, what the hell are we going to talk about, man? I mean, it's been 30 years. Seriously, we're going to try to catch up on a phone call. I mean, Good to hear from you. <laughs> you know, I guess. So all of this stuff was happening on my 30th birthday. I couldn't believe it, man. It's like, oh, my God, what's this? A sign from God. God, what are you trying to tell me, you know? So I'm sharing this podcast with you to say it's never too late. It's just never too late. I don't care how old you are. I mean, I coach people that are, you know, well. I mean, my, my oldest podcasting client 
is 92, was 92 years old. My youngest is 14 years old and everywhere in between. And it's just, it's never too late to go for your dream. And, and you know, it doesn't have to be your birthday when you have these thoughts or anything like that. I just like sharing them because I just love telling stories. I think everybody's got a story to share and everybody's got a lesson to teach. And it's my job to get everybody on a virtual stage. That's my job. That's my calling in life. It's to help people sharpen their message. They can create their own virtual stage. You don't need a promoter. You don't need anybody, you know, saying, well, you can get on my stage if you can do this, that. That's a bunch of crap, man. Uh, that The speaking industry, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. It ain't for the weak of heart. It used to be a guys-only circuit, man. When I first got it started, there was no women on the circuit, you know, hardly at all. Like, they'd have to force, hey, we need a lady out here on just to make it look good. Now it's better, you know. And I'm not about, you know, somebody needs to be given something just because of their sex or their race or their gender or anything like that. I think the best person wins. But holy cow, can we can we represent a little bit, you know? So congrats to all the women speakers out there and be the father of four daughters. I really want to see more women getting on virtual stages because I want my daughters to have a powerful voice. I, I've raised strong, independent, beautiful, intelligent children all girls, and I want them to create their own virtual stage. I don't want them to be the loudest voice out there. I don't want them to be. I just want them to understand they got a story to share and a lesson to teach, and and that their voice really does matter out there, you know. And I don't want it to be drowned out by anybody. But I do believe that you know the best person gets you know, the best at what you do should get the success that you get. But there's a place for everybody out there. You know, there's a place for you. You don't need to be right now the best voice out there, the best looking Hollywood, good looks, Harvard educated. No, none of that stuff. The market rewards authenticity. The market rewards individuals that can tell a story, a unique story. And what makes it unique is it cheers. That's the beauty. You don't even have to work at it. You already have the story. You know, you just have to refine it. You just have to, you know, get clarity on it. You got to be able to tell the story in a way that it relates to other people. You know, is there anything I've done in the last 10 minutes of this audio that you can't do? Telling a story about my birthday, you know, reminiscing, you know, getting a phone call from my father and how that relates to the message today of it's never too late to get started. It's just never too late. So I don't care how old you are. I don't care all the battles that you've been through. I do care about the battles you've been through, but that's not going to stop you from moving forward. That's actually going to boost you up, boost you up, excuse me. So understand all of that, man. It's just, it's so, there's just so much opportunity for you now that we can create this digital content and we can blast it out there. And, you know, if you got five friends on social media, start with five friends. If you got 500, that's great too. But there's no number that matters. All right. There's no amount of people that you need to have in order to get started. You don't need to have any holy water sprinkled on you. Say, now you've been anointed. You are the next great speaker. You are the next great person. No, you just got to get started. The market rewards speed. There's a speed to market principle, meaning done is the new perfect, meaning you got to get going, meaning you got to get that message out there, meaning you got to get that limiting beliefs that I had for that period of time between 98 and 07 before I actually started to be a speaker. That's a lot. That's nine years, man. You know how long nine years is? That's a long time to sit around and say, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Man, if I could just go back and talk to my former self, say, Sammy boy, you, you, you got all you need right now, man. You know what you don't have? You have zero confidence. You got to get yourself a coach and a mentor that can help give you that confidence to tap into that person that you were meant to be created in the image of God to get that message out there the way only you can get that message out there and let the chips fall where they may. But at least you took the shot. You know what I mean? So that's my message to you. As I sit here in the Kroger parking lot, 
sharing this story and there is a coffee shop along the way. So I still technically am in an area where there's a coffee shop. But hey, man, if I'm doing this stuff on my cell phone in my car from a parking lot, getting the message out to 226 countries, 20 million downloads, you can do it. You can absolutely, you can do it better than I've ever done it. I mean, that's my goal always is to coach the next speaker student, the next podcasting student, the next million dollar messenger, and have them absolutely leapfrog me in results, have them absolutely crush my downloads and, and wait, make way more money than I ever made and have way more success than I ever had. That would be my dream because gone is the arrogance Gone is the need to be better than anybody else. And here I am in my place in the world sharing a story and teaching a lesson. And you can do the exact same thing. All right, so let's do it. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar. Go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.